everyone to the Apocalary Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Dr. Lawrence Van Beek. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just I love to hear that voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, my friend, we're going to talk about Second Corinthians two. Anything you want to say about it? No, no. I have preached on this in the past. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I think I need to say I have preached on this and drop the in the past. I don't think the redundancy is necessary. Well, I'm fine with it either way. Well, you're a computer guy. Redundancy is important in your world. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> when, when, one, when one sentence fails, you want another sentence to be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal. Okay, well, let's jump right in, I guess, and start verse 1. For I made up my mind not to make another painful visit for, to you. For if I cause you pain, who is there to make me glad but the one whom I have pained? I wrote it, and I wrote as I did, so that when I came, I might not suffer from those who have made me rejoice. For I felt sure of all of you, that my joy would be the joy of you all. For I wrote to you out of much affliction and anguish of heart, and with many tears, not to cause you pain, but to let you know the abundant love I have for you. So I think this points to the lost letter, you know, that he wrote that we, we no longer have this painful one. But also, um, remember in the last chapter, he said, I told you I was going to come. I wasn't lying to you. I, I decided not to come and I had good reasons for it. And this follows up on that a little bit more right. where he says, I didn't want to have this other painful visit. Um, I came the last time and you had that issue with the person in your church, had to write you a letter and... And I didn't, I didn't want to cause you pain. I, I, you know, I didn't want to cause you to suffer pain. I wanted you to be joyful. Mm. And I wrote you out of much affliction of heart. And you get the impression that Paul really loved these people. Remember, he was, he was the guy who started the church. Right. There was no church there um, in Acts. God said to Paul, you know, I, I promise you I won't hurt you here. Right. He was actually afraid to go to Corinth. That's he says, right. I've been beaten so many times. I'm, I'm getting tired of this. And God said, no one's going to hurt you in Corinth. Yeah. And and he saved all the pain for later on when they, <laughs> when they started rejecting him as a minister. Um, so he didn't have any physical things happen to him while he was in Corinth. And now he says, and I wrote to you um, with many tears. I didn't want to cause you pain. I wanted you to know how much I love you. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've seen my father-in-law feel this way about his churches. Yeah. Um, I don't have the pastor's heart. I don't think I've. Never <laughs> felt that way about a church. <laughs> that's not but your particular I, burden. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But I, I know that he has, yeah. and um, and that's very important. Yeah. Well, awesome. All right. Verse five. Now, if anyone has caused pain, he has caused it not to me, but in some measure, not to put it too severely, to all of you. For such a one, this punishment by the majority is enough. So you should rather turn to forgive and comfort him or he may be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. So I beg you to reaffirm your love for him. For this is why I wrote, that I might test you and know whether you are obedient in everything. Anyone whom you forgive, I also forgive. Indeed, what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, has been for your sake in the presence of Christ, so that we would not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. So it, it appears that the one of the issues that they had when he was there and that he's referring to here again, the thing that caused them pain, is there was someone that was sinning in the church, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of different sins. We don't know exactly uh, which one this is. 
because um, there was somebody about you know some guy sleeping with his mother and things like that. Right. Yes. Yes. You remember that one, eh? Um, but I I can't recall exactly which one this is. I don't think we do know. But but Paul came to them and said, "Look, you need to you need to uh, judge this person. You need to be severe. You need to kick him out of the church." I think, and they did. They kicked him out, and they were really harsh. Like they turned from doing nothing to being super harsh. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, we can't kick people out of our churches anymore. Uh, we would definitely end up in a lawsuit, which we would lose, and it would cost us a fortune. Yep. But in those days, you could do that, right? You could, you could, you could do that with the brethren and and your your brothers and sisters in Christ. But um, but so he said, but it, it was going to cause you sorrow. But this person now has has uh, shown repentance, and so I think you should let them back into the church. And that's what five to eleven is saying, saying once. Once they've repented of what they were doing, once they've turned away from what they were doing, it's time to let them back in. Mm. And he says, and if you forgive them, I'm going to forgive them too, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. You mentioned that, Steve. That's kind of nice that that they say that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And indeed, what I've forgiven, I, I have forgiven anything. It's been, it's been for your sake that I would forgive them. So I want you to bring him back. And then he says this really weird thing, Paul, he, uh, Stevie. He says, so that we will not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. And I remember I was going to do my master's degree on this, mm. where he says um, that Satan won't fool us here um, because we know his plans and we know his designs. We're not ignorant of what Satan's trying to do. Okay. And um, my teacher at the time wouldn't let me. He says, I really don't want you spending that much time thinking about Satan. That could be that could be detrimental to your health. Um, and so I ended up doing something on the Holy Spirit in the Gospel of John. Hmm. But but that really interested me at the time, that that Paul knew what Satan was about. Right. And he knew that Satan would try to destroy the church, and he knew that those things were happening. Um, and, and in the 70s, the Pentecostals talked a lot about this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they, 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 people, people would look in your eyes to see if there were demons there and... And and we went. I would say we went too far, okay. but we can. But now we don't talk about it at all. And and uh, yeah, like that. That pendulum, might also that pendulum swang back too far the other way as well, right? It, it just yeah. Every once in a while it hits that nice medium section, but then it just keeps swinging. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we we are swingers after all. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, so so Paul says so now bring this person back in, show them the forgiveness that they that that they now require. And restore them to fellowship is yeah. kind of is kind of the point yep. of this. And then he changes gears altogether. Yeah, it's like it's like well, I'm done with that page, and now verse twelve. Yeah. <laughs> so when I came to maybe, Joe, yeah, maybe that's appropriate. Maybe once you've dealt with this thing, it is time to stop talking about it. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Nice. Oh, look at you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was pleased with that one too. You must be a biblical scholar. <laughs> <laughs> And I would vouch for that. Uh, when I came to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ, even through, even though a door was open for me in the Lord, my spirit was not at rest because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I took leave of them and went on to Macedonia. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. One uh, to one, a fragrance from death to death, to the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? 
For we are not, like so many, peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So Paul went to Troas, and uh, he says, he says, I had a really good opportunity to preach the gospel there. But, you know, I was, I was just not happy because Titus wasn't there, and I, I couldn't find Titus. I didn't know what happened to him. So I went on to Macedonia. Now, Macedonia, as you know, Steve, is just above Greece, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and actually, Alexander the Great was Macedonian. Um, mm, okay. his, his dad was Philip of Macedon. And it was Philip that actually united the Greek states. Okay. And Alexander was was uh, had a Greek slave as a tutor. Okay. Um, and he he taught him all the Greek stuff. Alexander loved the Greek stuff, and so he took over. And Alexander was the one who um, is very very instrumental for the New Testament, um, for the New Testament world being the way it was right, right. in the first century. Because he died what one thirty two. Yeah. Was split among his four generals, right. um, and the two, um, the, Sol- the Ptolemies and the Seleucids, are the ones that that had such an effect on this part of the world. So he went up to Macedonia um, to to preach the gospel there, and then then he just finishes this last piece with um, with this whole idea of the triumphal procession. I remember I said I preached on this before, mm-hmm. and I did a lot on this whole idea of fragrance to Christ um, mm. and and the importance. Of, of how how smells affect us right yeah i heard, listened to this thing on cbc on comfort smells okay and, and the different things that people smell that comfort them and remind them of their childhood like for me it's it's dutch soup in the house oh yeah or or my dad's cigar as a comfort smell right yeah yeah i yeah. could see that they bring back memories right they're memory evoking yeah and on the show somebody said smelling crayons that yeah. was a comfort smell for them because yeah. they probably stuck crayons up their nose when they were kids. <laughs> <laughs> and things like that. And it was kind of neat because people people reminisced on, on what they felt. But really what's happening here is there's a triumphal procession. And Paul was alluding to, we think, the Roman triumphal procession, which they were very well aware of. Mm-hmm. And when Rome had defeated, when the army had defeated another one of their enemies, whoever that might be, when they came back into Rome, they would come in a great, <clears throat> pardon me, they would come in a great procession, right? Yeah. And um, and people would burn incense. There'd be incense burning all along the road. They'd be cheering and, yep. um, you know, kind of like the triumphal procession of Jesus. Except in this one, the, they'd have the enemies, um, you know, chained up with them. Right. The, the leader might have his his foot on the on their leader, on the throat of their leader going through or, you know, doing something powerful in Roman. Sure. And... <clears throat> And so Paul says, we are the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and perishing. To one, the fragrance of death to death. The other, the fragrance of life to life. So them coming in to the Romans meant that they had won the battle. That's the fragrance of life to life. Right. To the people in the procession that were the prisoners, this smell was the reminder that death was coming for them. Yeah. Because, of course, they'd only keep them alive until they got in there and then they would kill them. Right. Unless they were going to use them for ransom, and then they would ransom them off to the you know the rich they might keep. Right. But the average soldier, they would just take him in. They just took him in. They didn't kill him earlier because they want they wanted people to see how how great they were. Right. And he says it's like that with the gospel. Um, this smell of Jesus that's on us, for those that are being saved, this is a this is a wonderful thing. Um, and 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 it draws us to each other. It should. 
right, right. But for those who are not, it reminds them of their death. And it sort of, it sort of gives you a bit of a, a feeling that, um, that it's, it's okay that people get upset with us because there is a reminder to them that they're not with Christ and that they're going to die. And I don't know if people really grasp it, if it's, if it's at a spiritual level Mm -hmm. or if it's at a mental level, but, but we are death to them. Yeah. Just reminding them, you know, Mm. I guess that we laugh in their face and yell, Hey, we're going to heaven. (laughs) That probably, you know, yeah, that part, (laughs) that that part gives it away, you know? Yeah. 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 But even though we don't do that and even though we, you know, we do friendship evangelists and all that, um, Paul says we're we're still the smell of death to these people if we're open about the gospel. Yeah, that's right. And I throw in the open about the gospel because because I do the friendship part fairly easy, but the evangelism part I kind of mess up on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the tough part for all of us. Yeah, it, it really can be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people are good at it. Yeah. Um, and then he finishes off saying, "We're not like peddlers of of God's word, but we are commissioned by God in the sight of God to speak about Christ." So we're not just selling this stuff like cheap peddlers. Right. Yeah. And it reminds me a little bit of Gandalf. Doesn't he say that somewhere? Oh, do not consider me some cheap sorcerer of tricks. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I do not come to steal from you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, and Paul's saying that to them. Yeah. I haven't come here to steal from you. I've, I've come, I came to bring the gospel. I came in weakness to bring the gospel to you. Yeah. That's a that's a very great point. He finishes off with this this triumphal picture of Christ, but doesn't um, bring himself into that sort of realm of that he is the most important thing. Well, thank you, my friend. That was awesome, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be back again in in about a week's time, uh, and we'll do Second Corinthians three. Until then, I was Steve. He was Larry, and this was the Apocalypse Podcast.